0: Now Infotrack continues. Once again,
1: here's Chris Whitting.
0: Many women are unaware that a breast cancer screening or mammogram may result in overdiagnosis, followed by over treatment. How can you make an informed decision? InfoTrack's Lisa G is here with an expert. Lisa? Thanks, Chris. We are speaking with Dr. Rebecca Nagler of the University of Minnesota who has published a study on breast cancer overdiagnosis and the overtreatment of it among women here in our country. I've heard about this for years. Can you give us more information about the overdiagnosis of breast cancer?
1: The first thing to note is that I am not a radiologist or a clinician, and so in terms of talking through... The nature of this particular risk of screening. I'm probably not the best person to do that, but I can give you a little bit of background. At this point, both the American Cancer Society and the U.S. Preventive Services Task Force have stated that women in their 40s, or in the case of the American Cancer Society, women ages 40 to 44, should have the choice to decide when they want to start screening for breast cancer. And so these organizations have recommended that women in this age group weigh the benefits and risks of mammography screening with the goal of making an informed decision about when to start screening. And one of those risks would be this idea of overdiagnosis or identifying problems that would never have caused an actual issue in a woman's lifetime. And so recent research that we did shows that women are in general more aware of mammography benefits than they are risks, including overdiagnosis and overtreatment. Our subsequent study, the one that you found, has replicated that in a different sample of women And more importantly, I think, is that when we told women about this idea of overdiagnosis and overtreatment, most women did not find those ideas, those statements, to be believable or persuasive. When you say overdiagnosis, does that mean that they
0: undergo surgery that maybe wasn't necessary because they had a
1: mammogram? Overdiagnosis formally is this idea, the way we can define it, is the idea that some breast cancers found by mammograms. Are going to be so slow growing that they would not have caused any health problems for women in their lifetime. And overdiagnosis can often give rise to what you're pointing to, which is overtreatment. The idea that some breast cancers that are going to be treated with surgery or medications would not have actually needed such treatment after all. Again, because the idea is that they would have been so slow growing. Now, as I understand it, the problem is that right now, the state of science, state of medicine, we can't predict. We can't predict which breast cancers are going to be slow-growing or not. And because of that, when they're found through screening, they have to be treated because we don't know what the trajectory will be. From what I understand,
0: maybe some doctors are being a little overcautious. Is that correct?
1: Clinicians, as I understand it, can't adequately predict right now. The science is not at the point where they can know if they've identified something on a screening study on a mammogram, they have no way of predicting whether or not that will be a slow growing cancer or not, to the extent that they would feel comfortable not recommending treatment. And so there is this sort of increasing agreement that there is a certain amount of overdiagnosis and overtreatment happening. And so, what professional organizations like the American Cancer Society and the US Preventive Services Task Force are arguing for is that for women in their 40s, especially women in their early 40s, they should be thinking through potential risks of screening like overdiagnosis and overtreatment and weighing them against the benefits of screening to make an informed decision about when they would like to start screening themselves. I've
0: heard about reports from women that they've undergone surgery where it wasn't necessary for them to do so if they had waited or they were just being overcautious.
1: Right, and I think what these professional organizations are really arguing is that for women in their forties, again, especially in their early forties, the benefits may not always outweigh the risks. A certain percentage of women are going to wind up with potentially, you know, false positives and anxiety, potentially from having to go for additional biopsies, over diagnosis and over treatment, potentially. And so, for some women, those potential risks are not going to be important enough to supersede the benefits whereas for others who have a different risk tolerance they may actually say you know what i'm going to wait a couple of years because i don't really want to tolerate those risks right now and i think what these professional organizations are essentially saying is that this should be a woman's decision and so my concern was do women even have the information they need to make this sort of decision and our data suggests that maybe they don't
0: Oh, interesting. We are speaking with Dr. Rebecca Nagler of the University of Minnesota who has published a study about the low awareness of breast cancer overdiagnosis and overtreatment among women here in the U.S. You also said that fewer than one in four agreed with and found statements about overdiagnosis and overtreatment to be believable. Are women in denial or they want more information, they don't want information? What was the takeaway on that?
1: Yeah, you know, I do think we need more research to try to understand exactly what's happening cognitively when women were faced with these statements, defining these phenomena. You know, for some women, if they weren't aware of it, it, this could have been the first time they were really hearing information like this. And so when something's super new, conceivably, you know, you might be a little skeptical at first. So it could just be the novelty of the information not being terribly believable as opposed to denial. I don't know that we can jump to that yet. From a communication perspective, these are such unfamiliar concepts and if they don't seem terribly convincing right now, then women may not really be in a great position to be making these informed decisions that they're being expected to make. That's the real crux of the issue in my mind is we basically punted it back to women and said you need to weigh the benefits and risks and make your own choice and we maybe have not given them the resources they need to do so.
0: I think it's just hard enough to make sure all women go for screenings, right?
1: And then you're adding this on top of that? That is a concern. And there's no question. And again, I am not a clinician, and I am certainly not suggesting whether women are correct or incorrect in these decisions. There's no question that we have pushed and advocated for increased screening across cancer types for quite a number of years. And this is not to sort of shift that. But organizations are telling women that there are risks of screening. And if we have undersold those risks, and yet at the same time, we're asking people to make these informed decisions, those two things are at odds. If you're asking people to make an informed decision, then technically they need the information in order to do so.
0: Right. I just feel like that's a double whammy. You hear so many women who are afraid of getting screened. They think it's hurtful. They don't want to know. They wait too long. I have a friend That if she hadn't gotten screened in her 30s, she might not be alive today because they found breast cancer. So I feel like, wow, you're really putting a lot of burden on a female patient.
1: Right. And that's part of a larger discussion then about whether we as a society believe that an informed decision making paradigm is a good thing. Do women actually want to just be told by their healthcare providers what is best for them? And I think there are real population differences in how comfortable people feel in making decisions and being involved in them. And so that's sort of a broader conversation that one could have. But there's no question this is a murky situation. And I think the main takeaway from our study is just that right now, On a population level, women are not as aware of the risks of screening as they are of the benefits, and that probably puts them at a disadvantage when it comes to trying to make these informed decisions that are being asked of them.
0: Well, Dr. Rebecca Nagler of the University of Minnesota, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. For InfoTrack, I'm Lisa G. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.